On this week's episode, we chill with a Grammy-nominated singer and actress, a vegan, a former Long Beach State 49er, and the character Tamika in the new series Sacrifice on BET, V. Bozeman. This episode of One Star Recruits is brought to you by UCAN, U-C-A-N. You can try a variety of different products with UCAN Superstarch to balance your blood sugar, to have better energy for your workout and your day. Save 20% off and get free shipping with the code one star at UCAN.co forward slash the number one S-T-A-R. Let's go. Hey guys, this is B. Bozeman and you're listening to the One Star Recruits. Yo, aloha. Welcome back to the One Star Recruits podcast. I'm DK, your podcast Sherpa. I'm joined by Rip and Nas. We are three one stars who, like you, are on this journey of life, learning, loving, getting better every day. And we get to uh, get the help with, from some five-star athletes and entertainers from around the globe. This particular episode is no different. We have V. Bozeman. Rip, I love, and I, I start episodes like this a lot of times, but I, I'm going to do it again. We got outside of our box and we got into an R&B singer. Um, we continue to get more interesting guests, different types of five stars, if you will. So thank you, bro. Another great, great booking by the king of booking. Of course, man. And we actually talked a little bit of sports. Her brother was a basketball star in college. And we talked a little bit of L.A., where she's from, and a, a little of her career. So we, we got a well-rounded interview coming up. V. Bozeman in the house. And, and cousin Nas. What's up, Nas? Welcome back to the pod, brother. What's up, boys? I uh, am finally coming back to normal American time. Been uh, The Cricket World Cup has been going on, so I've been kind of sleeping at 7 a.m., waking up at 2 a.m., watching all that. And, you know, it's been, uh, it's been a fun run for the last couple of weeks. Good, good. Yeah, different hours. We're glad to have you back. Do you know, Nas, let me quiz your bas- college basketball history uh not rip mentioned that v bozeman had a cousin who played basketball she also or a brother she also had a cousin who played for U- uh, ucla do you remember the name cedric bozeman Nas? does that name ring a bell cedric bozeman is that the entertainer Mm-mm. we'll cut that we'll cut that part but uh cedric the entertainer <laughs> not cedric the entertainer actually that is a good cedric bozeman he played for ucla rip what, what he's not was he on the 95 team with the o'bannon brothers or was he in following years he was right around then, and I think he's actually still playing overseas. He might be still playing it. So I'll I, tell he, you, my college hoop knowledge is pretty limited. My my only thing that I can claim for, for college hoop is I bet on Virginia the year that they won. Whoa, wow, nice, nice. It was kind of like that Hollywood thing where like, I felt like, okay, this is a team that just lost a 16 seed. They're going to come back and win next year, and they did, so... Yeah, yeah, and they have the guy. Who's the guy who's playing for OKC now? I really like him. You remember his name, Rip? Uh, Ty Jerome. Ty, Ty Jerome, good player. If you have a o- Oklahoma City Thunder and you want to watch a player who will be a good fit on a championship team in the future, mark my words, uh, Ty Jerome's your guy. But it was cool with V. Bozeman to do exactly that. We tied her life kind of quickly and learned that she has some basketball ties, and it was it was a great interview. I got to do a little breaking news here. It's, it's a little earlier in the week, so it's yesterday for listeners, but I just read that we got a, a boxing match coming up that I want to mention to you boys, get your thoughts on it. We have uh, Frank Gore Sr. and former NBA All-Star, uh, Mr. Deron Williams, who have agreed to a boxing match on December 18th. And so this is the undercard fight of the Jake Paul-Tommy Fury fight, so another Jake Paul extravaganza. But we have uh, these two interesting characters who I would have never expected. Before I ask you guys who has the upper hand in this fight. 
Williams, who was a great basketball player, was also a two-time Texas State champion uh, in wrestling. So he's got a little bit maybe of some stuff. So Rip, who, who just, when you hear those names, who's going to win that boxing match? We are a little bit of a boxing match. We've had some great boxers on the podcast. I'm 100% Frank Gore, man. He's uh, one of the best running backs of all time. Kind of kind of longevity guy, but yeah, from from Miami and Darren Williams, man. If he if he boxes the way he played, kind of passive, you know, kind of just his career just fizzled out. He's got no chance. Yeah, it seems like a hard hitter versus maybe a guy who's going to maybe touch touch and go a little bit. Naz, I don't know if there's lines set for this game. Is this an interesting uh, th- or th- this this boxing match? Is this is this I something mean, that better would look at or there's there's no this is silly. I mean, it's silly. I don't see a line. Let's see. I see a Jake Paul Tommy Fury line. That's Jake Paul's actually the I underdog. That's surprising. I think this is an impossible line, maybe even to set because there's nothing to look at. Yeah, there isn't a line for this, but I will say that. Darren Williams in the final act of his career was kind of a bitch. And he exactly he ran uh Jerry Sloan out of town, right? Yep. Fucking peace, leg- leg- legend of a coach. Uh and then he played like shit in Brooklyn, right? He was just a little bit of money. The end of his career. Of money. Yeah. yeah. So and he got fat. He got fat. I don't triple, know. Triple threat, yeah. So I don't Frank Gore, team Frank Gore on the one star recruit. Yeah, I don't know if, if Frank Gore's gonna win, but I sure hope he beats his ass. Frank's a bulldog, man. What are these things also going to get kind of, I mean, what's next, man? What's next? Like Matt Hasselbeck against uh, Jeff George. I mean, what the hell? I also, my question question to all this is how badly must these guys have mismanaged their finances if they need to sign up for a fight? Like, let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. Well, the other thing too, for you, for, for parents out there raising kids, I think, we mentioned it, Mr. Mr. Williams stole some money in Brooklyn. He ended up making about $160 million in his NBA career. And, and Frank Gore ended up making, who had a much longer and better career, if you ask me, um, at least the Hall of Fame will tell you that in the future, uh, made only $48 million. So choose basketball, youngsters. <laughs> or baseball. Or baseball, if it still exists. If not, it's like or, way. Or be, any, be, playing, be playing in the T20s right now in some cricket. Or uh, any sport that's not going to leave your brain in a fucking pile of mush. Yeah, yeah, that might be the thing. That's what I'm worried about, Frank Gore, too. Is he just gonna? Oh gosh, I can't even believe we. I had to bring it into the pod, but you're exactly right, right, Rip. When does it? When does it become like the MTV show, like Celebrity Grudge Match, like the the Clay Animation Show from when we were growing up? That thing uh, was awesome. It was good. Watching. Yeah, I love. That might be a good throwback, now for people to, to Google and watch a couple of those. It's kind of turning you into just- that. You just gave me my record of the week. I love it. Thank you, DK. <laughs> nice, nice. I do. We feed out. We feed out stuff for each other. We help each other out. All right, boys. Well, that's an interesting. Take v, uh, v. Bozeman talked to Rip and I about all kinds of stuff. Um, I exposed last week and this week that Rip wants to continuously tell people that I'm not a musician, even though the awesome beats on this podcast, which I reminded you guys were me, and I was in marching band, so totally a musician. But I don't know if. Anything about you, Rip? I've never realized I've known you for 25 years, and I don't know if you've have ever even seen you touch an instrument or sing in a chorus. What was your childhood mu- musical adventures, if you will? You played the recorder. Yeah, no, pretty much. You've known me for 25, so about I think probably 28, 30 years ago, I played the trumpet in, in middle school. So you you just missed a cut there. Uh, oh shit! But- That's breaking news that you did the trumpet, huh? In middle school. So, uh, what was your? Did you ever have a solo? No, just group stuff, and I, I think I put it down after after my my required one year of music in uh, middle school. I put it Didn't down. Stick. 
haven't picked anything up since I, I play with my kids music toys at, right now and then my uh, five-year-old is taking piano lessons so i've learned i learned uh, a couple of songs mary had a little lamb and a couple of simple songs on the piano in the last few weeks what's the straw that broke the camel's back on the trumpet for you probably baseball cards spending too much time looking at baseball cards and, and um, yeah, the instagram and, of your youth baseball cards yeah wrestling figures you know so yeah put the trumpet down pick up uh, sports that's what it was because sports, but there's no love for the trumpet that you would go uh, preach it to your your youngsters now and then, you know. No, I definitely would, man. I'm, I'm going to encourage it for sure. I mean, yeah, take take the road that I didn't take, you know. <laughs> Rip the trumpet ear. Nas, there's no way you're an instrument guy. I'm going to say straight up. It shocked me, though. Where oh. are you? Are you where you were growing up? Um, can I take a guess, Nas? Go ahead. If I had to take a guess, I could see you probably being a pretty good like celloist. Probably Rip. a stand-up bass. Probably a stand-up bassist. Possibly. Opera singer. I say opera singer. Opera singer. I don't get the pipes. Do you guys remember watching the Power Rangers as kids? Oh, yeah. I you watched guys... it yesterday, actually. <laughs> uh, do you remember that the Green Ranger, what he used to summon the Dragon Sword? Oh, Ooh. gosh. Rip. Come on, Rip. Uh, um, I'm in the uh, Dragon Sword. Let's sit. No, you have to sing it if we're going to do this. It wasn't a song. It just oh, it he, had, he had he had like this sword that was like a flute, and I thought that was awesome. So I picked up the flute back oh, in like elementary yeah. school, <laughs> and Breaking the Green Ranger Earth. was the inspiration. Holy shit! Wow, <laughs> unexpected. There it is again, Nas. Unexpectedly, the real flute, man. How long did that that work for you? A couple years, Max. Could you could you pick it up and play a song right now if you had to? Or no, too long ago. No. Yeah, no, same no here. Same chance. Here. No, it's you know it's one of those things where. Like, there's so many skills and even languages, right? If you don't use it, you lose it. And, like, I grew up, you know, I was born in Pakistan. And, you know, I, English is my third language. And I haven't spoken my mother tongue in so long. But while watching cricket, if I, you know, will listen to, like, the, you know, non-English commentary, I can still pick it up. But it's still hard to like fluently speak it, even though I understand what they're saying. It's like all those skills, right? If you don't use it, right, you're just, you're just not going to remember. Yeah, no, it is how it is. Well, look at you guys are more musically inclined than I gave you credit for. I thought you both were going to zero burger me uh, <laughs> with nothing. But um, instead, you came and Nas, in fact, kind of dropped a 50 burger on me like Steph did last night um, with the flute. Didn't expect that. What was your first concert, Nas? Oh, I don't know. Just like a school one, you know, nothing crazy. You don't remember like your first like 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 concert concert, like uh, going somewhere. And, like, oh, like the first concert I went to. Yeah. Oh, got you. Uh, Jay-Z. Jay-Z in uh, San Jose. Your first? Yeah. Wow. Amazing. That's a big one. Damn, that's, that's like uh, waiting to watch The Sopranos but that, like, but 20 that, years later for the first time. But that it? didn't. Yeah. Like I, I didn't go to many concerts growing up. My first concert, like this Jay-Z concert was probably like 20 15 16 17 something like not long ago like i just haven't gone to recently yeah, yeah i wasn't i didn't and, go to a lot of concerts like that either those bigger type concerts but it's it's kind of funny because all of my first if you will like for events have always been like go big or go home like first concert jay-z first tennis match that i went to was wimbledon you know first nba game first nba game was like washington wizards and rockets but my second nba game was nba finals lakers celtics so i've always gone big five star in events i mean rips i think rips first concert was third eye blind and then he got some 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 wings and uh 
No, what? you got it wrong. It was Keith Sweat, baby. Just like uh, V's was was immature at Knott's Berry Farm. Mine was Keith Sweat at uh, some venue in Phoenix, some outdoor venue. It was awesome. It was First, like 19, yeah. yeah. Back when Twisted and, and Nobody were big hits, Keith Sweat. He's still going, too. Yeah, you were vibing on that as your first concert. Wow, that must have had, I think my first concert was nothing even of those levels. It might have been like a, like a, can I even use like a musical at Gamage Auditorium in Tempe, Arizona? I, I don't, it's not really a concert. It's not even a concert because I didn't start going <laughs> until maybe like Nas. And then we started going, I don't know, Rip, if you remember like the Q Fest and those festivals that were. Yeah. It, I don't know. I remember just running around them, but I can't remember musically uh, who I saw first. Yeah. Key Sweat and SWV. I remember it vividly. Good stuff. Music, life, V Bozeman makes it happen, kind of surrounding herself with great people and staying grounded as her career takes off, as fame starts to take off for her. Enjoy this interview with Grounded and Sweet V. Bozeman. Now joining the One Star Recruits podcast, we have a native of South Central Los Angeles, a Grammy-nominated singer and actress, a vegan, a Long Beach State 49er, and the character Tamika in the new series Sacrifice on BET Plus, V. Bozeman. Thanks for hanging out with the One Star Recruits, V. Thank you, guys. I'm glad to be here. That was a great intro. <laughs> we're, gl- we're glad to have you. Looking, looking forward to this. And we talk a lot about sports on this podcast. We want to know if you're a fan of specific teams, because I know your L.A. ties run deep. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. First of all, yes, I am a fan. I'm a Trojan. My brother went to SC. He was a basketball star back in the day at SC. So I'm a, you know, I'm always going to sport that SC Trojan. Trojan what, what's back in the day, V? Who is, who's, who's your brother who played? My uh, brother is Stace Bozeman, if you ever heard of him. From okay. back in the day, he's and Cedric Bozeman, he's a Bruin too. He used to play for the Bruins too. So I have a lot of basketball players in my family. So you know how that goes. You're torn, <laughs> you're, you're torn between UCA, USC and UCLA. Yeah, I good. was. <laughs> but um, yeah, I those are really, you know, the two main teams I love as far as college. But then, you know, like football, of course, I'm a Raider Nation, Raider Nation all day. Mm-hmm. I just was sporting my little Raider gear yesterday at the studio. So that's 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 just what it's hitting for. You know what I'm saying? All, all those LA ties for sure. All right. Um, <laughs> oh, now to get to music now, because I I read that you knew you wanted to be a singer when you were five years old, and you went to college and tried some other jobs, but it always kind of just came back to the music with you. My five-year-old recently started piano lessons, and my wife always talks about how good music is for brain development and all of that. But from from someone who grew up with music in her life and who's living it right now as a career, how how important is it to expose children to music early? Oh, extremely. Like, I mean, I never put an age on when I really knew that I was supposed to sing. I always knew. I never knew myself to not have the gift of song. I don't even remember when I started. My mom said I, I was singing since the womb. So it's extremely important that you notice your child um, loving music and doing certain things and always yelling and screaming. Like you have to nurture that because when you nurture a gift like that, I mean, it's really like a phenomenon how it grows and what it grows into. I always get on parents about 
making sure that they nurture it and let it grow and, and just support that part of your child when they really feel passionately about a gift of like singing, anything to be honest, but um, it's extremely important to develop that in the right way. Singing lessons, going to concerts, you know, showing them the greats that came before them. It develops their gift in a phenomenal way. It's the difference between finding out if you have just a music listener like like me and DK or, or, or someone who's going to have actually has something and maybe pursue it as a career, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And who oh, were Rip, who, Rip, who, Rip, I made I made the beats on the podcast, bro. Okay. <laughs> Before you start pulling music out. I also played uh, the marimba in the drum line V. Really? And I played a little bit of snare drum until I got sent away to boarding school. But Rip, don't pull the musician off of me completely like that. You're a one star, a one star for life, though. Come on, a one star. That's fair. That's fair. Who were your biggest musical influence as a kid growing up? Oh, the women in the church, number one, that people will never know. Whitney Houston, for sure. That's like my spiritual godmother, I always say. We have uh, Nina Simone. We have, oh my God, Ella Fitzgerald. We have, and to bring it up to date, you know, we have the, the Beyonce's, the Brandy's. Well, it ain't no Beyonce, brand, but it's one Beyonce, one Brandy. Right. Gosh, I just love Gladys Knight, you know, great singers. You mentioned going to live uh, concerts, which I too think is important. It's something I didn't do a lot as a child. And I kind of looking back, I'm like, damn, I wish because people have such eclectic and great memories. What's first concert memory or first live music memory for you? <laughs> My very first concert I went to... <laughs> was at Knoxbury Farm. It was to see, um, it was a boy group called Immature. <laughs> I oh, begged yeah. my mom. Remember them? <laughs> I remember them, yeah. Yeah, I begged my mom to let me go see them. And it was just, I will never forget it. Just all the ambiance, all the bells, the whistles for a little person to see that for the first time. It's like, kind of like life changing. <laughs> yeah. You know, especially when you want to do that. So, yeah, it was immature. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> a great show. Rip, you just went to the symphony with your wife. I noticed you did not take your kids. V, what do you think about that? You think uh, getting kids out early to things even like symphonies and different types of performances outside of the standard fair and catch a show, mix, really Absolutely. mixing it in early? It, it, it cultures your kids. It, it gives them a sense of versatility and appreciation. They might not understand it at the time or appreciate it at the time, but in the long-term sense, oh, they'll never forget it. And it's magical. M music is magical when you see the whole production and what it takes and all the people that work hard and seeing their gifts. That's, it's a powerful thing. So they probably would appreciate it. The opera, the, you know, the symphony, like you said, musical plays. All of that stuff. Hey, my kids would sign off for sure on a, on a concert at Knott's Berry Farm. They need, they need to bring those back. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how you pulled no, that one up. <laughs> I don't know if they still do that, but I'm like, I, I think Magic Mountain does sometimes. But yeah, that was, that was kind of back in the day, so. All right, let's switch over to, to where you're at now for a little bit. Cause, and we actually have a listener question that we've been dying to ask an artist because it, it's something that not many people out there really know. For someone like you who has music out on Spotify and YouTube and all these different mediums out there, 
There's so mm-hmm. many ways to connect with you and listen to your work, but what is the actual best way for someone to support you that actually helps put money in your pocket? Oh, dang. Good question. Oh, man. It's always through social media. I feel like it's the biggest, you know, thing going right now. Uh, of course, we need you to, to buy the records, number one. Mm-hmm. That's actually even before social media, but you find out about the records through social media. So you find v, out what, is that, v, what does buy the records mean? Just because uh, does that mean not like on Spotify, I hit and listen, or that means I I buy the buy go pay for the record. I go think, pay for the record. I mean, Spotify is always good because that's yeah. stream. That's all of that stuff. But to actually buy the record, you know, off of whatever uh, if title Apple. You know, whatever um, platform you want to buy off of, that's extremely important. Not just one song, not just two songs, but the whole project. That's it's very important. Because that's what I, I actually bought two songs, too. I bought I bought Smile because it's a, just a great jam. It's a great Sunday morning jam. It's like you're, you're getting ready to have a coffee with your lady, getting ready for a Sunday. Put that yeah. one on with, with Timberland. I like Song of the Ages. We popped on just having dinner, kind of like a dinner oh, party yeah, background. <laughs> but I messed up, V. I didn't get the whole album. I just got a couple of songs. So that's good advice. Yeah, just a couple of songs. I don't have a whole project out, but that's coming. And really, Song of the Ages got leaked. That wasn't even supposed to come out. Uh-oh. I don't, I don't even know what it, it, gives me, it gives me like a New York City rooftop, rooftop kind of vibes a little bit. Okay, um, that's good. That jam, yeah, I like it. I like it. But that's really good advice on. So purchase the album when it drops. Spotify is cool, but better to buy. Any yeah. other tips, social media? So tips, social media, obviously follow, like, and, and we love it too when people, uh, what do you call it, Rip? You know, communicate yeah. with us. What it's else? It's good Rip? to actually leave comments too. That's yeah. very good feedback. And because, you know, we like to hear what you guys have to say. And we like to, you know, have exchanges with our supporters. Engagement. Um, so I think, yeah, I think that's really important. You're amazing. Let's talk really fast to the younger listeners who are not who are who may be falling into the art world i mentioned marching band theater music a lot of folks now it's changing which is kind of cool a little bit the pandemic maybe forced us to change as i even think about this question but most people go and they get a job and there's not as much of a artist job per se what advice do you have for young people who are dancers who are singers who are musicians who are magicians who are artists to do go to next like, you, like, let's say, say somebody who maybe graduated high school or college and you're just like, oh, shit, what's next? What's next? Yes. I feel that networking is very important. Um, you have to be social and you have to learn the vibration of whatever industry you're in. Learn how people move, how the human condition affects whatever you're doing. You have to be able to connect with people and build relationships. Relationships will sustain you throughout your career. And on top of that, always work on your craft. You are never too big or bigger than your um, talent. You know, talent comes a dime a dozen. So I think that it's always good to build, to work on your craft, like (laughs) the Black Mamba, like Kobe Bryant, he was great, but he always, always wanted to be better. And I think that that will sustain you throughout your career. And, um, you know, just have to have that Black Mamba mentality, <laughs> I think, through life. You know what I'm saying? 
so many people on this podcast have used Black Mamba in that kind of form of question. What kind of gave me a little bit of the chills, a little bit vs. what you just explained. We met V on the podcast listeners through my sister, who's a makeup artist. And uh, she was she was working on V's makeup in a project and kind of connected us. But what she told me the first thing about V was the way that she just moved around the, the set, whatever the room was on a level that was so graceful that it made everybody else really comfortable. And it, what you were doing, as you told me, networking is you're doing networking, but you're doing it on that vibe that you just explained that fits fits the genre that makes people better, that makes people like my sister want to say, you got to talk. You got to follow V. Oh, wow. you got to get her record. So you're, you're, you're living it too. And, you know, and getting ready for this, I actually crowdsourced with my sister. It's at Laramie makeup is, uh, is her, her handle just for some questions from a different genre, uh, for V. So a couple, a couple life questions, V, is it cool if we go in that direction for a sec? Yeah, let's do it. I think she crowdsourced these. So let's talk to somebody who has drive, ambition, success, really everything, kind of going, but still have to deal with insecurities and self-doubts that all of us feel. How do you pull yourself up when you're feeling low or in a fight with your friend or, or that quarter thing? When any, any insecurities pop up, how does, how does V Bozeman deal? I go, I go through it. I feel the emotion and I'm like, okay, that's just that. And I naturally go through it, but I know that it's always an end game for that. I feel it, I have that moment, not too long, and then I just move on. It's waves, you know what I'm saying? Life is waves, and you just gotta ride it, and that's how I ride it. I just ride it, but I don't I don't fall off. Because I I know my purpose, I know the, why I'm here on earth, I know why I was born, I know what my purpose is and what I'm supposed to be doing. So I just keep that in mind as far as the big picture. And I just move on, move on, moving right along. Right. If for me in Maui, that resonates too. I often will say, you know, it can be a rocky river, it can be a smooth, it can be a smooth ride. Sometimes it's in our mind and we can choose that, you know, a little bit exactly. too. And yeah, it's the power of action a little bit too. There's something about getting up and working out when you don't feel like it. Or maybe oh you've been God. in the studio some of those mornings that don't don't feel like it or getting on set. You, it's so true. Uh, you know, how about when you hear no? And I'm sure it's something that happens a lot of time as an actor and as a musician. How do you not let that affect your perception of self-esteem and self? I don't let it affect me because at the end of the day, if I know I did my best, then I'm good. If I know I have, if I like, you know, didn't put my all into something, that's when I would feel a disappointment within myself, not the other person. Some things just aren't for you. It could be for you or not. But at the end of the day, you control what you do. And so that's why it's important, like I said, when you approach something to rise to the occasion and make sure that you give it that extra 1% that maybe the next person is going to get. So that's what keeps me grounded if I don't get a yes, because you're going to get way more no's in this business than you're going to get a yes. I, I, I mean, I've gotten a thousand no's, but the yeses, you know, that they, 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 they feel good when... <laughs> so true it's so true (laughs) and there's a lot of no's in life how do you release some of that and maybe is there a practice or any tools you use whether in the morning or the evenings to kind of just release some of that stuff working out um working out and i do meditate when i get up in the morning i thank my creator for for waking me up and i just i'm quiet i'm very quiet in the morning and 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 i want to get myself grounded 
Um, but yeah, I love working out. I love singing. Singing is a real, real big <laughs> therapy for me. I just sang, sang a song uh, the other day in the studio and it was like a real um, raw kind of record. And I, I just got so much out like aggression out it was it was great <laughs> feeling good you leave feeling good like it like gave you energy instead of took energy from you exactly thank you those are great questions uh shout out at laramie makeup for, uh, for sure a couple makeup. Of yeah yeah she's the best she's the best a newer question and, and feel free a lot of different answers fitness health um financial but we want to kind of help listeners a little bit in their 20s and 30s talk a little bit and think a little bit about the concept of investing whatever that may mean rip and i talk about real estate all the time it's been our best investment what's something that you've invested in that's worked out oh my gosh i've invested in number one myself mm. when it comes to my career you know i i don't buy a lot of things that aren't going to add to the development of my career. So when it comes to like videos and just all that stuff, I've, I've invested in that. And I've done, um, I'm doing my Bitcoin and I'm definitely getting- Me too, B. Me too. <laughs> I love checking I'm, it. I'm an addict. I love, I'm checking it all the time now. I'm looking at it all the too. time. But they say you can't check it like every day. You gotta leave <laughs> No, especially because when it goes down the last couple of weeks, it's been really fun to check it. Um, yeah, yeah so, I know it has. <laughs> not, a, not, not an investment pod, but it, damn, is it fun being having some skin in the game. I just got in a little bit recently, uh-huh. so I'm kind of late to it. So I got all oh, this promo yeah. too. I'll have people say, yeah, I got, I got, you know, ETH at 10 bucks in 2016. I'm like, holy shit. Ah, oh, man. Yeah, they're, they're flying high right now. Not I did about pod. two years ago, like almost two years ago and I'm so glad I did it. I keep adding and adding to it. I mean, I think I encourage all young people to do that right now because by the time you're 40, yeah, you'll be kind of set. Yeah, you go, you go. And you can, if you get with it now, you'll have enough ETH to go get probably future NFTs and cool digital products coming from V Buzzman and all the cool projects going on. So all kinds of cool shit around that line. Great investment advice. I love it. I've been holding back yeah. on it a little bit because I don't know. You know, it's it kind of make sure <laughs> if you do it, it's extra money. You know, it's like yes. I kind of even not even savings. It's that extra money beyond savings when you're like, you know, let's see. Exactly. Maybe you don't go on a vacation and just see for, for a year or something. But um, awesome. Yeah. I love it. Go get your Bitcoin, everybody. All right, V, we're going to do a little fun segment. We end every interview with something we call one star to five star. We mentioned we're one stars. We're trying to get better with advice and tips from every guest we have on this podcast. And so I want to ask you a few questions that kind of run the gamut on a one to five star scale. Does that make sense? Okay. All right, let's start off. We mentioned you grew up in Los Angeles, Crenshaw High School, Cal State, Long Beach. I, I live right down the street from CSULB. My kid goes to kindergarten right across the street from the pyramid, the big pyramid right there. Uh, yeah. I got a lot of love for this city, the weather, the food, the diversity. There's so much to appreciate out here. You've been out of school for a minute, but give me a five-star memory from your time that you spent here in the city of Long Beach. Well, they used to have the step shows, the Long Beach step shows. Uh, with the uh, colleges that come all around the states to the pyramid and it would be like this big production and that was a real great memory because you know all the young people come together and just vibe with each other and you know appreciate the uh, 
black history when it comes to stepping and it was just a pride there that I really, really like enjoyed and, and just the fellowship of it all. That was that. Um, and the theater department, I really, really love. I mean, I'm, I'm such a creative. I'm going to say theater dance. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> all that stuff. I'm not, I'm not even talking about academics. But, but Long Beach State is a great, you know what I'm saying? I would give it like, that would be a five. There you that go. I agree. I can't disagree with that one. All right. Hollywood wasn't far away for you growing up, but most people, you know, that maybe live on the East Coast or the Midwest, all they know about L.A. is what they see on TV or the stories they hear about the acting industry and some of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. You've had success over the last decade or so, and we know your star's still going up. We, but we also know it can get messy sometimes. I want to like I want to focus on those like long shoots and the the crazy people and the bad craft service. There's there's lots of things that actors go through that aren't so glamorous. So I want to know the one star, maybe welcome to Hollywood moment that V. Bozeman had when you first started out in the industry, something that happened that was so memorable that maybe you'd like to forget it. What What was your one star <laughs> welcome to Hollywood moment? Oh, well, I can definitely attest to that. Um, I, I've done, I've been on set for a, a good over 16 hours before. It seems with UV, it's a little bit like they say, if you, um, what's the saying? I'm going to mess it up. But if you like love your job, you'll never work a day in your life. Exactly. I and, think and for that's you. What that, that's, well, you know what? I can tell you this. I did a video shoot where I had to get painted all white. And that took literally like five hours before <laughs> the video even started. <laughs> wow. And, and, and you just chill? Huh? And then you just have to chill and not touch anything or I couldn't touch anything. I mean, it was it was it was very very time consuming, and it was a mental it, it, it was a mental exercise. I would I would say if the video shoot took <laughs> a long time too, so that whole day was just gone. But it was the love the love for it, you know, got me through it, and this is what I, and it was my idea to do it. I'm like, I need to be paying light for. <laughs> Maybe in an hour, not five hours, right? <laughs> All right. I mentioned in the intro that you're that you're a vegan, and I know you've practiced some things like intermittent fasting at times. I think there's a lot of people out there who are curious about the vegan lifestyle and just maybe need some extra knowledge or even just motivation to try it out. So on a yeah. one to five star scale for you, with five being the highest, one being the lowest, how much has veganism impacted or even improved your life? Number five. I would say definitely a five because I have more energy. I feel good inside, you know, skin glows, hair grows. <laughs> I just feel way lighter. Um, of course you lose, you lose weight because you don't do the dairy on this and you don't do that. But literally your body, I mean, you, you're, you're giving your body so many nutrients, more nutrients than, than you will before. Now, it's, it's, I'm not uh, opposed to anybody that eats meat or anything. It's just the kind of meat or where your meat comes from that you should really, really pay close attention to. I say go as natural as you can when it comes to eating meat these days because it's a lot of different chemicals and all types of processing that they do that. It's just not good for your body. And that comes out in all kinds of ways. So I just would encourage people to um, just think about where your food is coming from and make sure it's as natural as can be. Grass-fed, pasture-raised, 
whatever it is. But the vegan life is absolutely amazing for me. That's a great answer. I'm, I'm trying to get DK to do the 30 day vegan challenge out there. I'm going to, I'm going to, my body's talking to me now. I'm having mornings where my body's literally like, you need to stop and you need to put green stuff. <laughs> right. I, know, I, I know now V I it's like, I can hear it, my body talking to me at this age. It took me up to 40 to really listen to it, but, um, yeah, Rip, I think I'm on board. Yeah, for sure. When, when you, where do you, where's the number one place that you go to when you get to LA for a vegan meal? Where's the first place you go to? Ooh, I like Earth Cafe. I really love Earth Cafe. I love, um, what's my other little spot I go to? It's in um, Beverly Hills. Oh my God. I can't think of it right now. But anyway, the Earth Cafe, the vegan burgers I love. <laughs> oh, me too. They're getting so much better. They're getting, every year I feel like they're getting better and better. Yeah, because it's just all about the seasonings. If you it's get the right the seasonings. seasonings, that's all you need. You're really that's not gonna good. miss. Anything. I was telling Rip. I was telling Rip because he we did we did the burger challenge a year ago. I think down in Orange County, and we got them. The trick is that they have really great sauces. You have like really great Thousand Island and fresh vegetables. Yeah, you're tasting all of that before you're getting even meat at all. Anyway, exactly, uh, and you don't feel guilty after you eat. You like, okay, I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, like a sushi grub session, straight up. I like that. <laughs> All right. Last one here. You had a big role on Empire, but the character's name was Veronica, which is actually what the V stands for in V Bozeman. And your <laughs> current role, your current role on Sacrifice is a character named Tamika. It's always yeah. interesting to me where these names come from. Like sometimes they're random, sometimes they have stories behind them, but You've also had roles with the names of Samantha, Melanie, Kendra. I think what I want to know, what is a five star name that you'd love to be cast as for a role before your career is over that you haven't had yet? I want to be Nina Simone. I want to play Nina Simone in her life. That's what I want to do. Or even Lauren Hill. Hopefully she'll get a biopic. Those are the two names that I want to (laughs) character that I want to play. Yeah. I, you would nail it. We're going to clip that and get that out into the internet world. That needs to happen. I can see you as both of those. Perfect. Straight yeah, up. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm so serious about that. It's all about manifesting. Everything that I've done and, and the point that I've come to, I've, I've dreamt this. I've said this. I've written this down and, and it's come to pass. So I won't, I won't ever stop dream building. I don't call it grinding. I call it dream building. I me like too, that. Me, me too. Me too. I was talking yeah. about it this weekend. We'll wrap up the interview with allowing people to d- digest all that great stuff. V. I love just leaving with the power of manifesting. I really, there's a couple of things that happened recently in my life that I thought about. And when I'm, when I was 22, when I was 16, someone, I was eight and nine years old that not only came, but damn, my, my, my nine-year-old self would be so damn happy. Um, wow. Believe. Yeah, we believe. Uh, go ahead. Where where can we find you? Where can listeners um, find you? Obviously, you, we want to buy the albums. We learned that earlier, but where can we find yeah. you? Specifically? <laughs> you can find me um, on my Instagram, uh, V Bozeman. My Twitter is V Bozeman Music. You can find me on Sacrifice BT Plus. That's out. You can stream that. Um, you can find me on YouTube, V Bozeman. I mean, anything for you. Uh, type in B Bozeman. I'm there. I'll be around. <laughs> You'll be around. If uh, you're listening to this podcast, hop off, give us five stars, and then go ahead and plug in uh, Smile with Timberland. It'll make your, your day just feel that much better. It's a great song, V. Thank you Thanks. for being on the podcast. We really appreciate you so much. Thank you so, so much. You guys are great.
All right, welcome back. Music makes the world go round, and V Bozeman's a big part of that. Everybody, check out Sacrifice on BET Plus. It started last week, but catch up on the last episode. She's got a good thing going. And thanks again, DK, for for your sister's hookup. And uh, yeah, V Bozeman, good stuff. Yeah, yeah, check out the single with Temple and all good stuff. For the second half of the pod, I've been holding both Rip and Nas back essentially. Uh, Rip's been wanting to get at Aaron Rodgers, talk a little bit of Cardinals. I know Nas wants to talk a little bit about the wacky world that is backwards NFL land. And I have questions for both of you guys about what the hell is even going on. We'll start with the Cardinals. I'm ecstatic. So unexpected. I really thought going in this week that this was going to be a wash game. Hopkins. Who else, Rip? Uh, Kyler Murray. And uh, obviously, Watt out early. Chase Edmonds is out. You think that this is going to be be a horrendous game with Colt McCoy at, at helm go into Niners nation and get a W. Are you surprised as me rip? I expected a loss or a close game, but yeah, man, like when you look at it closely, like Colt McCoy has got to be a top five backup in the NFL. And that, that like, maybe that's speaking to the sorry state of backup quarterbacks, but I mean, he had a great game. He's kind of a game manager, but that's kind of what you want as your backup, you know, cause there aren't, aren't many, I mean, all the starters in the league aren't even good. So to have a, a quality backup is a great asset for a team. Yeah, it is. It is. And he's played it in, in really big games. And I think it's less of a Cardinals story here, actually, in a Cardinals win. Great. Awesome. That feels good. feels like the kind of stole one. Uh, I think it's more actually of a Niners loss situation. I think this kind of Shanahan train is starting to run its course. Is Kyle Shanahan one of the worst coaches in the league right now. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me go there, and I'll pass it to you a little bit more. I think it's bigger even than Kyle Shanahan being the worst. I think his ego is – because we got to see, because Kings, Kingsbury kind of has a similar, you know, thing. It, this is – we've stopped growing in San Francisco. It's become just a joke. I Nas, I think that whole Santa Clara project might be cursed and doomed anyway. They can't win there. It's a terrible place to see any event. It's terrible getting in and out. Is just – let's just do a Philly reboot in San Francisco. This is coming from a Cardinals fan. That was painful to watch, bro. Extremely painful. Do you agree that this is a more of a Niners story than a Cardinals story? And this thing needs to be blown the hell up, Nas? Oh, for sure. I mean, I think that either he didn't have them ready or they just felt that they were going to walk into a win. Like it was horrific. And I don't really know what you do with that team. Like, they were expected to be really good this year and they're fucking terrible. Yeah. I don't think I, did, did people expect anything out of them coming in the NFC I West. Think, yeah. They're, they, um, their win total was like nine and a half or 10 and a half. That's like, not really good. Though. It, it's a tough division, right? But they were what do you mean that's be... not really good. Like what are you nine and a half wins. Really nine good. Half, is like 11 or 10 12. No, but, but when you compare to what they were last year, right, that's a big jump. Like they were expected to improve drastically. And it's been worse and worse every year as a coach since the, the Super Bowl appearance. And I think it's just that was for this once again for a, Card, a Cardinals fan. It was just it was just ugly and stupid to watch. And I'm glad that that the Cardinals got to go in there and, and sneak that W away. But I feel sorry for my friends in the Bay Area who have season tickets, who even support this franchise. I feel like they've been getting dragged around by this kind of whole team a little bit rip like a sun situation and a sarver situation not as negatively and we can talk about that later in the pod but i just feel shitty for everything involved i feel shitty for brandon Ayuk. i feel like he's getting treated shitty um you know bad situation 
I do not feel sorry for anyone whose team has won five Super Bowls ever. No, Ooh. they can they can go through sixty years of misery and then maybe get another one when they're in and their eighties. I do not every, feel sorry for them. Every Niners fan will hold those that right up to your face every time that you say that. No, yell that right. Yeah, exactly. Face. So don't, don't feel don't sorry for them. You're right. Thank you, Rip. Thank rooting, you for smacking me rooting, in the face with that. Rooting for a team is a personal choice. You do not feel sorry for people who root for shitty franchises. How about people who spend 60 grand for season tickets and have to sit through that shit and have to also, get in and also, out of that stadium and it takes fucking six hours? How about personal those? choice? Personal choice. That's no one pocket change for them. Yeah, no one shoved the season tickets down their throat. They're the ones that chose to buy it. That's on them. No, but really, I, I don't think it's as bad as you guys are describing, man. I think it's really just their defense. Because like, their offense, they have some players. And if Trey Lance gets a year and eventually starts next year and does well, like they just need to turn that defense around. Because they all those impact players they had on defense, they lost. I don't... Is Bosa? I don't even know if Bosa is healthy, but he, he's basically their one impact player left on defense, and their offense isn't super broken. Yeah, you're right, Rip. There's some perspective, so all good maybe there. It's, it's let's move on, Rip. I'm going to let you loose a little bit. I just want to hear. Maybe we can do this. I'll steal this from the Shooting Two podcast. I like it when they do this. I think this is a good time for Rip for you to maybe do an open letter to Aaron Rodgers. Maybe just a couple sentences, maybe a paragraph. If, of um, what you would tell him in an open letter right now, if he was able to open it and read it right now, uh, just for the listeners who may not know last week and this story starting to fizzle away, especially after Jordan love the backup quarterback came in the game and played. He's a second year quarterback, but he played really shitty. Um, Rip, can you do an open letter to Aaron Rodgers with your thoughts what he needs to hear from you right now? Dear Aaron Rodgers. Stop lying to people, stop lying to yourself, and just care about others more because all the lies you spewed during the season, the preseason, during the Pat, Pat McAfee interview on Friday, they're coming back to you, man. You're walking them back. I heard he had an interview today back on Pat McAfee, of course, and he's walking some of them back. Maybe it's for PR purposes. Maybe it's so he doesn't get suspended and lose money, but just all the all the lies that he put out about you know the covid vaccine and it just sucks because he's going to be fine he's going to play this week and next week and when guys like colin kaepernick did you know took peaceful protest and got drugged through the ringer and basically lost a career over it so i think he's just lying to people he's uh i think it's been a lot of lies and you know i'll tell you what i watched the bachelor with my wife a lot of years and about six or seven years ago your brother jordan told the world how you're estranged from your family and there were red flags back then because it seemed like you're an odd guy and you, who knows what happened with your family but back ever since then i mean and, and you've kind of come across as like high and mighty and the smartest guy in the room all the time but everyone sees through it man i don't think a lot of people are fans of yours anymore maybe maybe i think the packers fans are even turning on them so we'll see man we'll see where it goes from here but i'm not a fan i'll tell you that much wow sincerely rip as a great open letter, Rip, um, I think you nailed it. I want to do a PS, Aaron Rodgers PS. We want to like you. Football's better with you. In fact, life's a little bit better with you when you're like doing kind of semi-normal stuff. Get back to making Sundays better with you doing fun football things. And let's move. Let's put the rest away for now. Uh, Nas, maybe Rip might bring up an interesting point, too, because it is bizarro land. The Packers played the Chiefs, who are also in a situation that I can't explain or put into words something inside of me wants to say maybe like rip said there's a family thing going on with mahomes i can't explain it why the hell can patrick mahomes and tyreek hill not connect the long ball anymore what's happening i don't know the chiefs are just broken like it how did that it, happen so maybe fast? maybe part of it is look i mean it's 
even the Warriors got caught up to, right? So once you have so much tape, you can see what they're doing. You can take the long ball away. You can, you know, maybe play more zone, whatever. Teams get found out these days, and you have to constantly adapt and change. I got to think, I got to think he got that big-ass contract and all kinds of endorsement deals and maybe family stuff. I got to think his head's not in it. I know he had a kid. But I don't fucking, I, there's no explanation. And this is, I, he's on my fantasy team, and I want him to be better. At least want him to connect a couple of those passes, which it looks. Jordan. Now, Love, now we get to the crux of it. DK does <laughs> not care. He just wants his fantasy team to be better. Now well, we understand where this is coming from. I do care too, but also Jordan Love and Patrick Mahomes in that game had similar numbers. That was a trash game, and it and it and it shouldn't have been. And um, I'm just if I let this be a lesson to you to never draft a quarterback early. Amen. That's probably the lesson that we need to to to, to learn here with uh, with fantasy. But as bleak as you guys make that sound, don't you think they're still going to win a division? Who who's going to beat them in that division? The Raiders, the Broncos, the Chargers. Who we know about the Chargers, they lose crazy games every year. The Chiefs are going to step up and win the division, guaranteed. Guaranteed. Makes sense. A uh, rip guaranteed. Maybe we do a little, uh, take a little bit more of our one star uh, money for uh, for a guarantee. If you're going to snap that one on it. Can Let I, me see what the odds are. Well, you're looking up the odds, Nas. We'll wrap up our NFL with um, my final uh, question for you boys is the Jags got their first kind of marquee win for the Urban Meyer era. It was a crap game, another shit game down there anyway, but they beat the Bills. The story, once again, not the Jags, probably the Bills. Same thing as Kansas City. Same thing as San Francisco for me. Rip, what, what no, the hell is going on? The question that, that I have for that is... First off, the, the Chiefs are plus 140 to win their division. So there's maybe some value there. Is the Manning cast curse real? I saw that this morning, Nas. Yeah, that's crazy. What that's hell, how man? many weeks has it been? How many what weeks kind of has world it been? do we live Five in? Weeks. That's nuts. I think, I think everyone that's gone on there, I think everyone lost. that's gone He's on right. there has He's lost. Right. And He's my question is, is it just random? Or does it speak to being overconfident slash a distraction that you were taking time to go out? On the show, I, I don't think know. it's random. I think it's random. Who would the? Uh, but they, I mean, it's, so it's only been like five Stafford, weeks. They, they Stafford, took like a, a Brady, month off. Stafford, Brady, all the big names, and then terrible losses. I, I thought that this was the week that that conversation was going to die because yeah. the the Jags were fourteen and a half point underdogs, and they just rolled in and and beat them. Like the who, Jags who, were like who, plus seven hundred something or plus eight hundred. Like it's insane. Crazy. crazy. So who, who was who was on the Manning cast for the Steelers Bears game? I didn't watch. I don't know. We went to watch nobody. Nobody. They took the week off. Thank God. So nobody will take it out. But not put that in the back of your mind for maybe picking. That's so wild. I saw that. Like, I almost I almost took the Jaguars money line just like a fuck it. Like, let me just put a small amount on this just for fun, just to see. And I was like, there's no way it's not going to happen. I feel like an idiot. It's the new Madden curse, the Manning cast curse. Unbelievable. What a time to be alive. Boys, let's wrap this show up with our uh, with our Rex of the week. Rip. Give us something good, man. I need some some tips. Nas is gonna crush me for this, but I, I'm I'm in a state where you can't bet legally. So there, I found a, a sports book that's run by Caesars. It's called Super Draft Sportsbook. It's a great app they have, and I'm currently betting with tokens and not real money. So like fake tokens. I'm I'm getting all my bets in on the NFL, the NBA, and you build up more and more tokens, and you can cash them in for like hotel rooms at Caesars and different prizes. So I'm not going through the Bovada stuff where I have to send my driver's license and get my money in Bitcoin or anything like that. So 
Yeah, I'm, I'm exactly. I'm dipping my toes, and this is what I'm using. It's called Super Draft Sportsbook. It's run by Caesars. So that's where I'm at. Nas, don't beat him up too much. I'm He's not going to. No, I think. Do, like, well, are you doing it? you doing a toe dip, which I respect? And also, Nas, I'll do breaking news too. I got him. Just took a minute, but I got our friend Rip to open a Coinbase account too and, and get himself a little crypto to get his, get his toes wet. So, a round of applause, Rip, for. <laughs> I'm not gonna rip him for that. I, I think that it's a it's a smart move. Uh, it's it's prudent. It's methodical. Uh, I don't mind it. It's one star too, to be honest with you. There's like such an easier way to make bets and get paid immediately, and Rip's getting tokens and using them to get drinks at the pool at Caesars. But Rip, I love you, man. No, nah, but Rip, Rip's a family man. He doesn't want to get involved in that seedy underworld. Like he's keeping it safe. You know, <laughs> the last thing he wants is like a bookie coming up at his door, ripping his arms off. Like you know, it's a smart move. I I respect it. It That's makes true. life a little harder though. I meanwhile, I got a text when he realized my my wife is in Vegas for work, uh, asking if damn he should have told me so he could mail me his last betting slip so she could bet it for him and send him back rips living in 1992 a little bit with that but i love you rip i love you hey uh, if my, if my, if my biggest uh, triumph in my gambling life is an accidental bet on jonathan gonzalez i'll, I'll go to the grave happy man <laughs> i'm gonna bear you with that ticket since you're never gonna get it back in one or no call it a wrap yeah 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 we'll get hall of fame betting career uh Nas, what's your record of the week for the people so I really want to take the low-hanging fruit with the celebrity deathmatch that you put out earlier, but I feel like that's you know a little too low-hanging fruit. Uh, I have over like the pandemic really become a UFC fan. Like I did not think I would really enjoy it, but I don't know what it is. I've just been really enjoying it, and so I guess my record of the week is just to have an open mind. Uh, because I did not think that I would enjoy it, uh, and I love watching that shit now. So, uh, welcome, welcome, welcome to the club. I too love it. And if you did happen, this was your week that you turned in. You might have watched the match of the year with uh, with uh, Michael Chandler and Justin Gaethje. Oh, that was New York City. insane! Holy crap! What it does to me now is too, because I it's safer than all the other sports. You know, when you get break down to it, how it's the safety of it and the thing. But it's raw violence, and really, what it makes me feel like. Is that I'm watching Romans. The it's our modern day Roman time thing. But it gladiator, body, yeah. it, it makes my body tense up a little bit, and all my attention is focused in on this thing. And it, I feel a certain way watching it that I don't feel watching other sports. So, I too have an open mind. Check it out. Um, it's and it a, doesn't. And it doesn't. My record of the week does not mean like go watch UFC if that's not your thing and you know it's not your thing. Like whatever, that's fine. But in general, just keep an open mind to something new. Yeah, I really that, like it. The general, the Nas general. I like that one, Nas. Keep an open mind. Keep an open mind with my record of the week. Thank you, Nas. My record of the week may not be available to everybody, but this is a value uh, rip. This is a value tip, and this could be something if you are in process of adjusting or changing your cable TV streaming plan. Check your packages. I can speak for myself. I realized this week that I found a hack. I have YouTube TV, which offers a variety of different packages that you can buy very easily streaming on your TV. Um, and I purchased the Cali sports package, not really thinking it through as much, but I noticed this week I get all these basketball games and I'm like, holy shit, why am I getting all these basketball games? Cause I did not buy NBA ticket yet. I haven't committed to it yet. And why I haven't committed is cause I bought just the Cali sports package, which is only $10 a month. I get all the California teams. So, so great bang for your buck. There's 18 professional teams in the state of California. So basketball wise, Kings, Golden State, Clippers, Lakers, there's always, always teams coming through. So check out 
if you have a California sports package uh, available on your streaming service, if you want to kind of work around NBA ticket. Good idea. Oh. Is that valuable or stupid? That's valuable. That's yeah, valuable. 10 bucks yeah, a month. Right. Not bad. You still working off my YouTube TV rip? Or are you over it? Uh, I watch Red Zone channel every Sunday on that. Oh, you're down. You're taking my premium product on my. <laughs> Thanks, man. Can you have multiple people logged in at the same time? Yeah, you can get up to three in. Oh, sweet. <laughs> I, I love I love streaming. We cut the cord a couple of years back. The only negative is if you are someone who is, and it's probably a niche market, right? If you're someone who is live better, right? That's the only problem because you're going to no be delay. behind by quite a bit. And that's the only downside. Other than that, like, fuck cable, like streaming's great. I do you got knowing me, knowing me, do you guys think I've cut the cord yet? What am I rolling I, with? You? I think you're going to trick us. I think you're going to trick <laughs> us. So I'm going to reverse psychology you and say, yes, you've cut the cord. I mean, <laughs> it sounds like you still have cable, but I'm shocked if you do because there's no value in that. I'm a, I'm a 16 year DirecTV subscriber, man. Ugh, I was, I was on the phone with them last week, haggling to, to lower my package. Now that does not surprise me. <laughs> yeah. What was the result? What was the result? I asked to speak to a supervisor, and they said they were all busy, so <laughs> I'm still waiting for a call back. But what? usually, usually I get some money. I usually I get some kind of credits from them. Enjoy it. Right. Meanwhile, to watch what you used to get for free for those phone calls, you're watching on my YouTube TV. Uh, with for free with my uh, login. That's right. One star for life, man. I got you though. It's all good. Thank you for joining the podcast. Thank you, V Bozeman. Uh, we're gonna continue to bring some entertainers and comedians and uh, mix in the sports life and kind of real life journey with us. Nas, thank you for coming back on the pod. I will see you in Hawaii this week. You're coming out for a, a wedding, so looking forward to seeing you in person. Rip, anything to leave our listeners with? Fantasy football this week. I'm talking to comedian Adam Lamb. I have a huge matchup with him. Uh, Matt Ryan is his quarterback, so I'm putting a one-star curse on him against the Cowboys. He's a fraudulent quarterback. He's never won anything, so he's gonna. He's I don't won want an MVP. Uh, he hasn't won any. Has he won a playoff game? That's what I'm talking about. He went to the Super Bowl. What are you talking about? <laughs> hey, did, he blow, the, the, did he blow a 28-3 lead? <laughs> you're the one with fraudulent takes right now. That's what's happening. <laughs> Adam Lamb, you're going down. One-star recruits. Give us five stars if uh, you like uh, if you like Rip's uh, ter- terrible takes. We'll see you next week. Thank you for your support. See you next week.